G'day, and welcome back to For the Love of Brick, a fortnightly podcast where I talk to people from all over the world about their love of Lego and what inspires them. This week, I chat to Tim Johnson from the very popular and very useful blog, New Elementary. We chat about everything from how New Elementary was started, his favorite Lego memory, and all the diverse Lego projects he's been involved in over the years. Tim has a lot of passion and knowledge, and it was an absolute pleasure to chat to him. So whatever you're doing, please enjoy this episode of For the Love of Brick. Welcome to the podcast, Tim. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? I am uh, Australian and have been living in London for most of my adult life, but I'm now back in uh, Australia and... uh, I have been Legoing for about 10 years now, I guess. I mean, obviously, I was like a okay. yeah, big space fan as a kid. Uh, it was always Lego in the house. As kids, I got four older sisters, so they all had Lego, and so it was sort of always there. But, yeah, I was just kind of at that very ripe Lego age when they brought out minifigures and showing yep. my age here kind of stuff. I was just... <laughs> I think I was eight, eight or nine then, so it was just kind of the perfect age for all of that amazing new stuff, including space and town to be coming in. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, then Dark Age until, yeah, about 2010. I don't, I don't know. It's a bit vague. It's a bit vague. But it kind of escalated, I think, from 2012. It, it really kind of escalated. And so you're making uh, up for it now? <laughs> I definitely made up for it pretty quickly. I think yep. uh, probably a lot of people go through this kind of like discover brick set and discover the, oh, 40% off at Amazon. How can I refuse um, table? Yeah, you know, I don't want this set. I don't ever want to build it, but I guess I might need the part sometime. It's 40% off. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there was definitely that phase. Um, and so you started on space sets. Is that the sort of, is that what sort of got you hooked when you were a kid? Uh, like, as me, it was police sets. No, um, I like the shell ones. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was a huge space. Space was definitely my thing. Um, yeah, because it was Space Town and Castle, and my sister kind of claimed Castle. She got the yellow castle and kind of claimed that. So <laughs> I couldn't quite intrude on that. I had the jousting tournament, but uh, yep. And we both loved town. And so space was definitely kind of my end. And so we would build, you know, those huge base plate cities kind of thing and be town in the centre and then there'd be a castle down one end and, a, you know, moon craters at the other end kind of thing. <laughs> and my zone. And when you came out of your dark age, who who got the Lego from when you were kids or had your sisters? It's still at mum's. Ooh. We left it with her kind of uh, thinking, you know, um, I don't have kids. So, uh, you know, it was kind of like, we'll just leave it there. And the next generation of, you know, my um, nieces and nephews can go and play with it. So they, they loved it kind of thing, you know, every, going to Nana's house kind of thing. And there was this weird old Lego in five <laughs> colors kind of thing. And so they you know, come up with all these really creative games and stuff with it. Um, so, yeah, it's still there. Uh, we were kind of box collectors. We were a bit collectory as kids. Yeah. So, uh, I I got all my boxes uh, that were left, so got my original space boxes and things. Um, haven't yeah, I've taken one or two sets I think from from mums, but they're all basically still there. <laughs> uh, 
Um, what got you back into it as an adult? Like, what was was there a particular set you saw, or was it just you were like, I need to build again? I don't really remember why I started becoming interested in it again. <laughs> I can't remember what you know. I guess it was just always there. Yep. But I remember what uh, what they call the um, not the catalyst, the um, conversion set. Uh, they call it um, what what got you back into it and it was architecture and I thought well um you know that's adult enough and, yep. <laughs> uh, it's allowed that I can buy that so which is very much what Lego are now playing in 2020 with all of the adult sets and stuff but it's, yep. let's convert lots more people with uh, these things that is genuinely Lego for adults so yeah falling water was the one really that um converted me a great little set okay uh, yeah one of the uh one of the, well, I guess earlier, yeah, it was 2008 that um, it began architecture properly. Oh, um, I know that one. Yep. Okay. So this was 2009. Yeah. But it's lovely. It's like a little puzzle. It, it, the last sort of chunks on top, they don't connect. They just sort of slide in. Oh, okay. Like a neat sort of puzzle. The thing it was really beautiful set. Um, one of the Adam Reed Tucker ones. Yep. Uh, one of the, the Apple that kind of started up Start. Lego architecture. Yeah. 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 Um. I'm, I do love the Lego architect because it is that thing as well because it does look, it is adult. So you can be like, oh. And it also, um, I like that it incorporates um, the micro style sort of build. Like you, is there any particular building style you like yourself? Architecture, yeah, yeah just, it is that. And it is micro. And I really love uh, making it as small as possible. Yeah. Uh, and still having the detail so um yeah I, that yeah i like yeah and i like building buildings that exist yeah kind of finding them and seeing well what scale am i going to build that that's always the first question and often it's like well that's that famous window kind of thing i want to represent that and that's these are the pieces i could use what's the smallest i could go and, and still represent it so yeah um, in the rare, rare, rare times that I actually built, <laughs> it is uh, um, a Lego architecture of my own creation, usually. Yeah. And um, you're talking about pieces and so forth. Uh, your blog is New Elementary, and it's sort of a different take on, like, because, okay, I've got this podcast. There's a podcast about Lego. It's a visual medium in a non-visual medium. Yeah. <laughs> um, your blog it's about parts so what what made you decide to go down that route as in you know explaining what new parts there are and so forth mm. um I just there just wasn't much about it online uh there was like a Flickr forum that was pretty good um but yeah it was very uh oh, piecemeal excuse the pun um and in 2013, I got on the inside tour, which was like really lucky, you know, that thing, everybody applying at midnight on the right day yep. and scored a place um, and went on that. And, you know, you meet all the Lego designers and stuff and uh, met Mark Stafford. And yeah, it was, you know, you're sitting around with them, you know, you, yeah. you're socializing with them on that tour and stuff. And so I, before too long, I was sitting there moaning that, you know, there's not enough places. Why aren't there more places where I can learn about parts? You know, why don't Lego do more stuff telling us about the new parts? And, yeah, and very politely, Mark just sort of said, well, why don't you do it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you want it that bad? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I did, really. You know, got back and, you know, on a massive high after that experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, really incredible. So, yeah, absolutely at that point kind of riding the, uh, riding the Lego fandom wave. So, yeah, I thought I'll give it a go and started up a little, uh, you know, it was very personal. It was just me and it was a lot of kind of sort of journal style entries as well as the part things. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, there was sort of more technique focused stuff as well, things that I sort of always wanted to do, but, you know, ended up not having the time as, as things have gone on. Yeah. So, yeah, a bit of a gestation period there initially. But, yeah, that's how it came about. And how long has it been going for? Since 2013? Yeah, seven years now. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> changed a lot. So it would have ended after a year or so, I'm sure. Um, but I think the first thing that happened is Jamie Barrard said, keep it up. Like, yep. uh, you know, one of the most respected Lego designers in, in my book. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I was like, crikey, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to keep doing it now if uh, he's reading it. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it was about six months after I'd been doing it that Kim Thompson got in touch, who was at that time part of what is now called Affilet, Um the Apple engagement team. Yeah. Uh, been through so many names, but, um, and sort of said, you know, we love what you do. I, I think it's, you know, it's just so nerdy and great. And clearly the community like it. Would you like some sets for review? Uh -huh. um, so, yeah, just blew my mind. And it was like, you know, the designers love it here. You know, people are reading it here. And so, yeah, that was really kind of <laughs> the turning point, I guess, sort of absolutely. A, no choice uh, but not to keep going, but also this amazing support where I could actually talk not just about, hey, these are the new parts this year, but like here's, this set's sense. not released yet and this is what you're going to get in it. Kind of thing. So, yeah, absolutely thrilling, really exciting moment. I was about to say, at least you don't have to fork out to buy the sets as well. Like, is it, yeah. you know, you get that, oh, sweet. Yeah. And I just couldn't, you know, that meant I could scale up, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, actually be, because you, you do kind of need the numbers um, to keep yourself going, if nothing else. Uh, yeah. It's never been a much of a money-making venture. Uh, but, yeah, there's, you need goals to keep going and, you know, having readers, having people enjoying it and clearly coming back is an important thing and to a degree turnover is pretty important for that. Yeah. And how many people do you have, reviewing now or is it still just yourself or no so oh, i can't remember how long that lasted a year yeah a year to two years <clears throat> um before i started bringing people in um it's very amorphous and it's really changing at the moment i'm i've been going through a bit of a kind of recruitment drive uh, recently to find some more um volunteers to help yeah um yeah so i mean the core team i guess there's really only sort of about six um, people, but there's a lot of, I guess, kind of guest writers who are pretty regular, irregular guest writers, and then even more absolutely guest ones, people who, who might just do one off or just do a series of articles or something. Yeah. Um, and that's great. Uh, you know, something we've done a lot of over the years, we call parts festivals where we get like a, you know, anything from kind of 20 to 
50 of a new part and send them to somebody and say, build, you know, find techniques, find interesting stuff and make mocks or table scraps and stuff. Um, So they're really popular, inspiring things um, for people to kind of learn about the new parts and see how they might be used. And so for those, you know, sort of actively looking for kind of really excellent builders who clearly enjoy using uh, mysterious parts and NPU and all of that sort of thing. So, yeah, God knows how many people have actually contributed (laughs) over the years. It would actually be really interesting to count it all up. Um, And, you know, we run workshops as well uh, at the big kind of fan weekends like Scarebeck and and Paradeshkura in Portugal. Yeah. Which obviously not doing right now, but um, <laughs> yeah, again, so they have anything from tw- twenty to seventy people all working with some new parts for two hours, and they they just sit there like nobody leaves. It's just oh, like wow. crazy building session for a few hours, and we'll publish all of that on the blog as well. So um, yeah, it's one of my favorite things about it is bringing in kind of a wide circle of the community and yep. providing a platform for people to show a bit of their talents but mostly to inspire uh, mostly to inspire others and you know to hopefully they read it and they're like oh got to try that out or i've just been, just had an idea for a build yeah because of covid and you've obviously just moved back to australia are you finding it a bit more difficult <laughs> or easier to sort of um continue up the blog do you know what I mean? Like, as in, obviously, you can't do those mm. workshops and so forth you're talking yeah. about, but are you sort of finding your groove again or? It's changing. It's really changed. It's brought about change. Well, two things happened, actually, COVID, um, but also Elspeth de Montes, who was uh, sort of uh, our main second person on the, on the blog, um, had to step back. Uh, so... That was a big catalyst for me because Elspeth was really amazing in terms of kind of what she did for the blog and yeah. um, the support she gave. Um, so it really fired me up. So right, you know, I need I I do actually need to get more regular contributors. Like it's great having so many guest contributors, but there's a big time factor yes. around that because we're very nerdy and we have kind of these very specific <laughs> articles and this way of doing things and um you know perfectionism but you know not um so there's always a fair amount of work with new people to kind of say you know this is how we do things and uh sort of helping you know fix up their work as well um so yeah it's been a real period of change this covid i have had more time just to kind of throw unashamedly at the blog yeah and uh, turn it into, uh, yeah, uh, you know, more regular content. Um, there's been knock-on effects from Lego. You know, we haven't been doing the parts festivals. Um, there's been fewer sets available for review there as well. So we've been kind of looking at different ways of doing things. Um, glad to say, you know, we've kept up the frequency kind of with, with posts certainly. Yeah. Uh, trying out new things. But, yeah, um, I'm looking at a long overdue redevelopment of the site. I've sort of started up on Blogger, the Google blogging platform, which is awful. <laughs> and never, it was a really temporary design that I just kind of threw up there. Yeah. And it's been there for seven years. So <laughs> I'm just um, going to shift that over to WordPress and um, give it a bit of, you know, lick a fresh paint. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've used WordPress. Yeah, it is. 
a lot more user friendly as well. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it works. <laughs> and um, so, what is the process behind selecting sets for you to a discover all the new parts of, or b to even just review? Like, is there anything? Is there a certain part count that you're like, I need it to have at least five new parts to be able to mm. go, it's going to be worth it for me? Or is it just whatever you want? Um, it's not that. Yes, it, it's in the back of my head. I don't have a number, I yeah. guess. But, um, so there's two. There's actually two routes of support through uh, what we receive from the Lego group, for example. Yeah. I mean, outside of that, of course, there's sets we buy or have. But they will uh, allow a certain quota of sets that you can order from them uh, per year. And then occasionally the marketing teams in Lego have advanced copies of sets before release. And there's a few of those that are, you know, they've got, I don't know, like 10 or whatever that can be passed out to um, some of the RFLMs, which is the recognized lego fan media sites um yeah there's a lot of them and uh so yeah and there's always more coming as well so you never really know quite how many are going to be there so um, obviously those ones i mean sometimes we even get ones that have zero new parts in them, <laughs> but um you know like the send out the little lego extra accessories bags yeah um nothing new there it's a bunch of like tools or something uh, so you know we get a builder working with those and just coming up with some really original kind of alternate builds and being inspired by those parts yeah um but yeah in terms of choosing those sets kind of thing we have to if we're choosing sets either for purchase or requesting from lego uh you're basically watching all those promotional images coming out before release and you're just scanning and like is that a new color or what's that is that a new piece is that yeah um and then uh so you'll 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 notice a few from that but certainly once the inventories come out that's kind of that's when it gets a lot easier if nothing else yep. so um usually at the beginning of every month bricks and pieces lego's replacement brick site will update their inventory yep. and the fans start crawling that for new parts and inventory. So Brickset um, is a fantastic one. Uh, Rebrickable as well, have a fantastic parts database. Um, so at that point, yeah, you, it's still pretty manual because you kind of got to look through them and see um, which have got, you know, rare parts or, or, or unique parts in them. Yep. Um, and in there, yeah, you're balancing up kind of, which have got the most or the most interest. Sometimes you'll go for one because we don't just look at the new molds. We look at what we call recolors. Uh, yeah. I think Lego call them color changes. So uh, existing part in a new color. Um, sometimes like the Chinese New Year sets, for example, had so many of them. It was really exciting. Um, so, yeah, we're very happy to get a uh, hold of those for review, even though there may not have been so many new molds there. Yeah. I was about to say, even the monkey kid, uh, stuff you know there's a lot of gold coming out at the moment which is nice exactly yeah <laughs> i chose it for that reason that big gold one really didn't have much in the way of new parts but it was just like so in a way that you know that's like the parts pack aspect and that's something we do touch on a little bit as well kind of thing yep um 
looking at the grand piano at the moment uh lucky enough to get a review copy of that so oh sweet yeah i think you know there's going to be i think there's a couple of printed parts in it because it's an idea set there's no new molds um there are some recolors in there i think because of its sheer size you are getting a few recolors in there that's nice but then there's a really great pack aspect to it as yeah. well a lot of quantity yeah that that is a beautiful set that one Okay, so you're living in the UK. Do you, was it a lot, not not even so much easier to buy over there, but more wallet friendly, <laughs> or like? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like terrible question. Sorry, <laughs> Bricklink. No, no, that's um, yeah. I, uh, Lego is cheaper there. Yeah. Lego is more expensive in Australia, isn't it? And Brick linking is as well because you're buying from European stores and paying all that postage. Yeah. Um, uh, you haven't got that same pull. Yeah, that's... Um, that said, it doesn't stop the Australians at all. Like, you know, I've been Brick Bench and the, the big show in uh, January. I've been to several over the years because, of course, I come home and visit in the summer. Yeah. So I'm always blown away by the, the skill levels there because... Yeah, you, everybody's so much further away, but there's still world world class models there and big models there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Last year there was a massive models there. I was like, wow. Um, where do you get all the bricks yeah. from? <laughs> um, yeah. And so when you're in the UK, uh, I'll move a little bit away from New Elementary for a second. Um, were you involved with Fairy Bricks? Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, from the beginning, really. Oh, okay. Um, Ev Gascoigne, who runs it, is yeah, one of my best buddies. Um, was one of the first people I met. Yep. In the Apple scene and online, I think um, Brickset Forum was sort of the first place that I um, really started meeting people online, kind of thing. And there was a bit of a gang of us there, and then we all met up at a, a show in Manchester. Um, yeah, and that was really a special time, I think, and it was sort of through the Brickset Forum that Fairy Bricks, you know, the genesis of Fairy Bricks came about when yeah. there was kind of a set available and it got raffled for a hospital by Kevin, just a, a one-off. And then, yeah, from there he was sort of like, well, you could take this somewhere and make it a a, a, a real thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, sort of, you know, obviously kind of doing volunteering and stuff at hospitals, uh, which was probably the the best thing of all i would say over the years you know when yep. they were doing london donations which would happen regularly uh, certainly i'd say four times a year at the the big hospital big kids hospitals yep. there in london um which is an incredible experience uh, being able to uh actually it, it, most of their donations are you go to the hospital yeah and say, here are the sets have a great time leave them with the nurses, get a photograph. Um, with those London uh, visits, the kids would actually come down and play with us. So we would tear sets open okay. and, you know, they're, they're waiting for surgery. They're, you know, slotted in for surgery that day. They don't know when um, the parents are kind of beside themselves with distraction, not knowing what's happening and can't can't relax or anything and then yeah they'd break open the set dad would be in there kind of things and you know, an hour would pass yeah <laughs> they'd just be so happy 
um, you just immediately see firsthand the benefit that uh, fairy bricks are bringing there. And that's a that's a tiny proportion of what they do. What they it's, do. You know, they're, they're at a global scale. Even did some Australian stuff this year, actually. Yeah. Um, around the time of Brickvention. So. Yeah, because I, yeah, I, I met them when I was, when Brickvention was on, because, yeah, they were doing their little um, Tombola. Tombola. I haven't heard that in a long yes. time. Tombola. <laughs> and I was like, I remember One that. One of those great British words. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, because, yeah, at some point, yeah, I'd like to have a chat with them. But, yeah, they've been through a lot of bad stuff that happened to them recently with, you know, the break-in and so forth and that, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Challenging times, very frustrating, but, you know, thankfully bouncing back, it was a, a, a big, big blow. And, yeah. But well, big bounce back as well from Kevin and, <laughs> um, you know, fresh donations since then. And, yeah. Yeah, I know the Lego community got right behind it, um, you know, doing donations and so forth. So that was good. So what do you what do you do with yourself when you're not um, when you're not blogging, like or Legoing even? Like, what is your... yeah? It's a bit of a blend. Um, most most of my career, I've been a digital project manager, yep. so working for um, agencies in London, generally in the entertainment field. So um, yeah, sort of campaign-based online content okay making it happen um yeah and i'm a writer as well which has sort of you know really come about through the lego stuff and most of that has been uh lego writing yeah um so yeah i guess that's another little thread really so yeah another very lucky thing that happened to me early on uh was that i got to build for one of the dk publishing books was that the Lego playbook? Yes. Um, yes. Which was it? God, the first one. I think it was the Lego playbook um, where I did like a chapter kind of thing. Uh, it's slightly strange experiences, but but amazing yeah. in that uh, I don't think it's quite like this anymore, but because it's in this sort of grey area of they don't come with instructions. They're not official Lego models. Yeah. But they kind of have to... They, they kind of have to stick to Lego's rules yep. a bit. Okay. Um, they've got to be stable. They can't just be something you, one stud connection that you <laughs> built for the camera. Yeah. Because kids are going to look at these and decipher them and build them. Uh, so, yeah, we would be trained uh, on sort of the basics of stuff that Lego designers go through. Yeah. Um, a fraction of what they go through. But, um, yeah, sort of, you know, you don't use these bricks, um, don't use bricks that uh, from the 1970s, kids aren't going to have those. Um, <laughs> yep. Don't go crazy with your techniques. And, of course, you know, you're just like, oh, I want to make amazing models and all my half-old friends will be like, wow, what an amazing model. No, you can't do that yep. at all. There's no instructions kids have got to figure out from looking at it from one photograph yep. how to build it. Otherwise, they'll be in tears. Um, so, yeah, it was a really interesting experience um to get that sort of grounding of, of what the designers go through uh, so yeah i've done a few of those over the years and wrote for one as well with the disney princess books yes. did a sort of synopsis for that and kind of uh, um, built for that as well so um that was good fun um 
And so how does that all come about? They'd seen your building or? Through friends, really. And it was just sheer luck that kind of, you know, met the right people um, relatively quickly, I guess. And they were kind of gracious enough to put me forward. Um, So that, yeah, it was um, sort of Tim Goddard and Peter Reed, uh, kind of the space guys were uh, doing some of those books. and so, yeah, that's how that came about. Mm. And um, let's say with the Lego playbook, um, you had to build a certain way, as you were saying, you know, like nothing too too advanced and, you know, bricks that kids would most likely have. But was it, did they ask you to sort of stay on a theme for your chapter or was it you could do whatever you want, except within reason, obviously? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, there's um, no definitely themes. Um, so I think I had like my first one I did was sort of like holidays or something was my my chapter. Yeah. Um, but within that, then you would kind of work. They they would maybe have a dozen or so ideas or something, but you know you'd have to put like eighty models into your chapter kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you'd ideally figure those all out in advance, but. As you go along, you know, some just don't work out and then you have other great little ideas. Uh, yeah, it's pretty intense. Like yeah, it's it not a, a massive yep. turnaround time and you're not just building, you're photographing it as well and sending that off to them. Um, they're getting reviewed. They're sending back changes kind of thing. The designers, but there's a designer at Lego assigned to kind of check it out and say no, no that's not a good way to build it or if you thought about these colours or yeah. you can't use that brick, that's a Star Wars brick and that's an intellectual property, you know, change that out. Kind of oh, <laughs> so okay, wow. There's a lot to think about. So, yeah, they were um, pretty pretty tiring things to go through but uh, really fun and it just you just, yeah, you just think this is nothing compared to what a Lego designer goes through. You very quickly get respect for kind of what, they what they're through. doing there. You know, we think it's affles and why can't they make these amazing models and stuff? And, uh, <laughs> there's a reason. There's a reason. They're making a, a product for kids. <laughs> yeah. That, well, that's it exactly. It's like it's for kids and we're just playing with it. Um, yeah. Do you, but that's all changed. So well, you know, now we get the amazing models. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's because of a few things that have obviously happened, like, you know, Lego Masters and whatnot. It is... Was there a point where you were were you making up that you had kids at one point when you were buying Lego, uh, like all of us? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, no. You know what? It was the. It wasn't too long before the Lego Movie came along. That was twenty fourteen, wasn't it? So yeah. That was kind of when it really sort of all exploded, and everybody kind of thought Lego was cool. I think a lot more. So it was less of a problem, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the amount of times I had people saying to me, oh, is this for your child? It's like, no. <laughs> I remember being in one of the stores, like I got into that pick-a-brick zone. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, just like I knew exactly what was on all the pick-a-brick walls because there were multiple stores in London and, uh, you know, people were putting it online and stuff. So I'd go down there where there was something I thought and trying to stuff as much into my cup as possible. And I remember they had one by two transparent 
plates and I was just like, oh, this is great. So I'm oh, like, wow. yep. I'm building this wall out of like one by two transparent plates, making it trying to fit into those stupid cups. Yep. And this woman, um, woman's interrupting me. She's like, oh, excuse me, do you know where I can get like Ninjago or something? You know, she thought I was a store employee. And I was like, oh, I don't work here. <laughs> <laughs> She looked at me and then she just started laughing, like burst out laughing like she could not believe <laughs> sinking in like an adult has come here and, he, and he's doing that. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was one of those. All right, okay, yeah, this is pretty this is pretty intense yeah. readiness. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess we all go through that at the pick a brick wall. Like my wife will leave me stand there. She'll be like, I'm going somewhere else. I'm going to let you go nuts on the pick a brick wall and shopping. Yeah. That's it. I'm going to go do some sort of shopping away from you. Um, and yeah, you do get all the looks from like the parents with their kids are like, Oh, you know, what's he doing? And the kid's like, Oh, you're like, Oh, making a cup in a cup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think again, I don't know if it's less so in Australia, perhaps it is, but the, that, that strong sense of network and kind of, um, you know, it's such a world when when you discover the Apple world, it is such a world and you feel there's so much support and there's so many people yeah. like you doing it that it, you know, kind of feels fine and it's exciting and and you can delve right into it and, you know, be unashamed, which I think was kind of always something with New Elementary was kind of to just be unashamedly geeky about this yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> really, really document things. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the other, so I guess the other big thing that I've done is, uh, Bricks Culture magazine, um, oh, okay. which was another thing of let's be unashamed about this. Um, it was a, uh, quarterly sort of coffee table glossy yep. magazine, um, which we did for two years, just about, uh, seven issues, um, and the concept there, I mean, somebody brought the concept to me of kind of we could do something aimed at adults that's sort of like a luxury brand kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I thought, you know, it can it, it can be more than that. It can be actually something where we're appealing to just adults who yep. think Lego is cool. Um, very much really what Lego are now doing it uh, with the sets and things. Uh, and just sort of see where art and Lego intersect and you know, find lots of different expressions of the love. You know, we're not just going to put mocks in there and yeah. review bets and stuff. Uh, you know, we're going to see artists who are doing things in strange ways. We did a, a series about um, street art as a, a, yeah. as an artistic movement and how Lego is kind of intersected with that as well yeah. for some artists. Um we would kind of commission um, builders to do a regular series, you know, sort of a, a builds for us. Um, and, yeah, sort of deep philosophical discussions about what Lego means as well kind of stuff. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, yeah, that one in particular, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, really? You know, is that, is that what we want from Lego magazine? It's like, I don't care. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like we're, we're going to go there. We're going to do this. You had university lectures and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David Alexander Smith, who's the 
um, Art Lecturer at Goldsmith College was writing those uh, philosophical articles for us, which were uh, really fun. I love it. And he would do them, you know, like, you know, with the footnotes and everything, like a proper kind of uh, treatise. Yep. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Really good. So, yeah, it'd be stuff like, you know, the Ai Weiwei scandal happened around that time where Lego wouldn't sell him Lego because he was doing a political piece of art. And so David wrote this fantastic piece kind of about how politics and Lego have intersected over the years and all the kind of problems that have happened with that, beginning with the guy that, you know, he was given some Lego for his art project by Lego and he built um, Auschwitz out of it, basically. He built like a yeah. um, concentration camp as a statement and sort of designed a box for it with the Lego logo on it. Kind of thing. <laughs> um, so you can imagine how that went down. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> Examining that over over the decades, really, uh, oh, and that's sweet. yeah, a, a story that's still going today. You know, we've now had so much change with um, Greenpeace and the Osprey uh, at the moment, that kind of scandal. Yeah, and- yeah, the Osprey. Then that's that's even the flippers love that scandal. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, no, I just had to squeeze at the covers for Bricks Culture and there's some, yeah, that I, I like it. It's mm. A coffee table sort of, yeah, that's. Yeah, it's good fun. There was one which, you know, really just doesn't have Lego per se on it. It does, but um, there's that sort of orange and black one of uh, found these two brothers who are illustrators um, and uh, in Poland and they just as a little project decided to do illustrations every week based on their childhood Lego sets, just inspired by them. And they'd kind of reimagine them. Um, and I just love those. They're, they're so exquisite. The look them up. They're the Surma brothers. Um, S U R M A. Yeah. Um, their website's still live. It's absolutely gorgeous. Have a look through. And I was just like, yeah, we've got to put that on the cover. Like, you know, it's a crazy, crazy person on a bicycle, but, uh, I want it on the cover. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm having a look at it now. Yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I'll put that in the show notes. Uh- <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so many amazing people. Like, it was just amazing to kind of reach out to all that sort of fringes stuff. Is just not the normal Lego stuff. Yeah, or, you know, somebody who collected memorabilia, for example, or. Um, somebody who collected, uh, yeah, like figures, not minifigures. Yes, they collected minifigures, but all the other figures that Lego have made and just really surprising, bizarre stuff you just never knew. Also, like the old school Technic people and then the little triangle people. Yeah, yeah, but then all, all these weird Duplo ones, you know, from around the 2000s, you know, many bizarre little BBC programs that you never realised there was a tie-in licence for the these robots, I think they were called the robots. Yeah. Um, and then promotional figures, like Nesquik Bunny is a fairly famous one. But, yeah, just sort of wow. bizarre range. Of, uh, and that's, that's why I'm doing a podcast as well. It's because there are so many different people out there that do it for totally different reasons. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the flippers, for example, you know, it's like they're Lego fans too. It's really weird. Yep. Uh, I remember certainly when I came in, I, there was still, oh, it's still around today. 
but it's a lot less prevalent. There was a lot more snobbishness towards collectors. Yeah. When I first became an Apple, it was sort of, oh, we're the builders, we're the real Lego fans. <laughs> um, and I think there's still a sense of that today kind yeah. of thing, but uh, particularly with the rise of collectordom and uh, <laughs> it's wider than Lego. Um, it's like, well, you know, these people love Lego for a different reason. It's, yeah. it, it's not the building and Lego is so much more than just building. It, it's really reductive to say that Lego is only about building and that's the pure way of building. Yeah. Uh, that's the only possible creative outlet for Lego, which is rubbish. The, you know, the, the storytelling, of course, is, is just as important as the actual building. So there's, yeah, there's all of those kind of things to explore. And then, yeah, it's really weird. I mean, the resellers, the flippers, um, the ones who are successful are the ones who genuinely love Lego and know what's going to flip well. Yeah. I hate it, but uh, (laughs) it's a kind of, um, it's a a kind of expression of love for the brand. Yeah. uh... (laughs) That's it. So how long did it take you to become... Um, what is it like a Lego recognized site? Is that the proper terminal? Is it Lego? I think recognized Lego fan media. Le- yep. I always forget RL, RLFM, RFLM. Still can't <laughs> <laughs> remember the order of those words. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, well, I was lucky. I was right there at the beginning um, when. Kim was kind of starting up the program, so he started sending review sets in late 2013, yep. uh, which was before it was sort of called RFLM and uh, um, before the kind of organisation was in place for that. Um, so, yeah, in that sense, kind of from the beginning, um, the way it works now is 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 quite different and it's a lot more organised, but it's still based on the same principles, so... Um, not sure how often they introduced new people if it's annually or if it's more often than that. I think it might be a bit more often than that. Yeah. Um, essentially, the Lego Ambassador Network, uh, which is lan.lego.com, um, has all the information about what they are and what you need to do to apply. Yeah. Um, and they will review that. Um, and I think really the the great thing about that program is that it's not just about the big boys yeah um you know your brick sets and your brother's brick and all of all of those amazing sites but it's also about sites like what new elementary were at the time which was just you know one guy who's just doing this thing um what they're looking for is value to the community if, yeah. if you're doing something that the community have a need for and appreciate lego through this program want to support that okay Um, it's not about numbers it's not about you know reaching as many people as we can with our reviews um it's not about us giving positive reviews either there's absolutely no influence or requirement for us at all oh that's good Um, yep we can slag off every set if we wanted to but uh, (laughs) thankfully um (laughs) We don't have that problem at New Elementary because we're just talking about the parts, really. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think uh, in that sense, you know, I'd, I'd encourage anybody who's trying something, you know, out of, of their own to give it a whirl. 
talking of parts, are there any sort of parts that either A, you're excited to see or that you've that you've sort of come across that you're like, you know, like I'm I'm glad Lego's done that. Like, are there any new sets that you're like, there's some sick parts? Currently? Yeah, let's or, go with currently, yeah. Currently, yeah. I mean, I think you... Yeah, I, it's very rare that I... Uh, that I come across a part that I don't like. like <laughs> I might just not like the look of it for some reason or something. But yep. um, I think we have an ethos at New Elementary, really, that's kind of, well, you can do anything with any part. The whole complaint about parts being too specialised and only good for one thing only reflects kind of how much imagination you're pouring into it. Yep. It becomes an actual enjoyable challenge to try them out um, but one thing i have learned is big parts mm, they're difficult yeah. uh, i don't think they're inherently worse parts or things but you know i think most builders like to work at a kind of smaller level and stuff and so if you're starting with a part like say the arcade pods yeah uh, that came out in ninjago this year uh, very specialized, very specific shape, but worse than anything, they're large. They're, yeah, they're difficult. You ask me about what parts I like, and I'm talking about what parts I don't like. No, hey, that's uh, still, still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the universal the universal parts are always really kind of exciting to seek. That's when I think, oh, I'm so glad Lego have done this. Um, so the, I guess the basic split, you would put between parts are they universal parts or are they more novelty parts yeah um, because both are important you need your universal parts and so the one that's just come out with mario is the new snot brick which is that kind of square one but it's also got studs on the sides yeah as well as one side and the top that's very exciting because two of them together kind of make a bit of a cube kind of thing yeah. and so it's uh a lot more opportunities. The weird thing about those is, exciting as they are, they're not actually very good for new elementary because once you've said, hey, this is here, this thing you've always wanted, that made kind of stuff, there's actually not much to do with it. You can't say, well, here's this amazing technique you can do with that because it's kind of obvious. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like that old snot part, but it's got more studs on it. Yeah. Thing. And, so, and if you use it in a build, it's going to get buried under other stuff. It's not like... So the novelty parts uh, are often more interesting or what people call specialised parts. There's uh, a sweet spot there, I guess, between something that's really very, very specialist and unusable. Yeah. Most most of them, though, are, are really fun parts to use and uh, a great way to sort of start a build. And um, do you get much time to build for yourself these days? Like, do you... Do you find much time to build or are you too busy blogging now it's like i do the podcast i don't have any time to build now yeah no. for a long time there i think the only time i was building was when i was doing the dk book yeah um that was sort of my my chance and then when i built my own stuff i would just take years literally years and and fuss about with it and and so on so um yeah so yeah i would kind of guilty of that thing of taking the same model to multiple shows around Europe for <laughs> a year or so 
um, just to have something to show. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, with the move back to Australia and uh, and lockdown, I have because because it actually got to the point where I wasn't even building sets to review anymore. I was literally like doing one a year because there's so much admin time involved in the blog. Yep. Um, so, um, so that started up a bit again. I am actually building, uh, some, some Lego sets again, which is really nice and actually reviewing. <laughs> do you prefer to build sets? Uh, like, do you, like a lot of people find building sets relaxing and so forth. Do you prefer to build sets or do you prefer to mock? Yeah, I think given the choice, I'd probably mock. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I love them both. And, um, yeah, it, it is such a Zen experience building. Um, but there's a real fire with building, you know, when it's going and it's sort of suddenly an idea takes off and you're flying around and it's coming together and it's so much fun. And there's still that real core thing of like at the end of it, you just want to say, look what I built. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. you know, which these days means you photograph it and you put it on Flickr or Instagram kind of yeah. thing. But, uh, pretty much yeah that that very core basic passion of um look what i've done and sharing what i've done you know i think that's it's a really central part of the lego ethic which you get with building a set as well yeah you still yeah, show it to somebody in the house when it's done <laughs> look what I, I built something um, yeah no i'm i'm the same like my wife's like you built that with your mind and it's like yes i did um this question I pretty much I ask sort of everybody because um, I I find it's a nice little oh, it's a nice ending. Um, do you have like a favorite Lego memory or like you know like your fondest memory? Some people say strongest Lego memory, but yeah, like fondest mm. memory of Lego. Fondest, yeah. I don't know. It's a bit. It's it's, so it's many. kind of so exciting and in a way a really dull answer, but no, they... meeting Kjell. Yep. Meeting Kjell, um, which happened on the inside tour, actually, because they always kind of um, try and have somebody exciting come and turn up. Um, yep. Yeah, and, you know, he's just such a fan, you know. He's just <laughs> such a passionate Lego fan. It's really cool. Um and later, you know, the we had a kind of big show in London in 2014 and he turned up to that and he's got his people with him, you know, um, to look after him and stuff, but yeah. they stand well back. You know, he's just wandering around the exhibition looking at this. He's like, oh, my God, look at this. And he's like talking with all the builders there and it's like genuine, genuine love and fascination yeah. um, for Rick, which is just extraordinary kind of everything that, he must have to manage in his role. <laughs> but yeah, I think, that, you know, that was the ultimate fan moment, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it's one of those things, like, you know, like I've met a few of my, um, you know how they say, don't you don't want to meet your heroes? Mm. And, you know, sometimes it, uh, I'm glad he didn't disappoint because I've been on both ends yeah. of the... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would have been very depressing to be like the... The head of Lego is nasty. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, glad. I'm, gonna, I'm depressed. I'm going to go buy more Lego. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, last but not least, where can people find you? Yeah, the main site is newelementary.com and the social is Instagram and Twitter 
and Facebook. They are all new elementary. New elementary. Um, yeah, and the the Instagram is really fun actually. That's uh, yep. I'm really enjoying that. It just kind of as it's built up, and we try to put a bit of a spin on everything. I used to just publicize the posts and copy and paste the same stuff across all the different social media, but just try and mix them all up a bit now and do a bit of different stuff. So I'm a bit chattier on Twitter, a bit silly and you know just apropos of nothing kind of stuff and then instagram it's nice to kind of yeah create stuff that's a bit more like kind of bite-sized chunks because people don't tend to read the articles they'll they'll just stay on instagram so it's kind of nice to try and bring the articles to them on insta in some way yeah it's a lot more um that's the thing about instagram it's like not even engaging but it seems a little bit more fun like i get a lot more reactions from instagram than anything else we have way more people, you know, way more followers on Insta than are actually yeah. visiting the main site. They're, they're two different things. But yeah. um, the nice thing about the site is that uh, something I've always really been proud of is time spent. Like it's always been really high, sort of two, two and a half minutes kind of, you know, people are actually going there to read the articles and go for the deep dive. It's yeah. That's different sweet. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good when you see those analytics come back and you're like, nice, thank you. Thank you for sticking around. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. You too, and, Greg. Um, thank you. No, thank you. And can't wait to see you because you're in Melbourne. I'm in Melbourne. Can't wait to see you around yeah. some of the um, some of the traps when we're allowed out of our own traps. Thanks a lot, Greg. That was fun. That's it for this week's episode of For the Love of Brick. If you enjoyed it, feel free to check out some of our other episodes. And while you're there, throw us a review. If you'd like to see what we're up to, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thank you very much, and see you next time on For the Love of Brick.